Welcome to the Parent Life Podcast, a weekly resource for addressing critical topics for raising Christian children. We are a ministry of Fruit Cove Baptist Church here in Jacksonville, Florida. I am Jason Stanley, the middle school pastor here at the church. This week is episode eight, and we have the high school pastor, Dan Elkins, and together we are the student ministry team. So we get to hang out together, do most of our work together. Uh, So he does high school and college. Sorry, I should have said that. And Dan gets to answer all the hard middle school and high school questions on this show. So that's great. Um, So one of the questions that I think we get fairly consistently uh, in student ministry, particularly in your age, I'd say more than mine, uh, when they start to deal with apologetics issues and do I really believe in this Jesus or this God that I grew up with, is why does the God of the Old Testament seem to be so different from Jesus or the God of New Testament? One seems very judgy, uh, you know, and has done some pretty things that we would we would struggle to you know rationalize. Why did he do that uh, in the Old Testament? But in the New Testament, the other one's like full of love and compassion, and we love all people. We even turn the second cheek if someone strikes us. And so there seems to be a disconnect for students there, and that leads then to somewhat doubting the faith, um, doubting is this Christianity thing a real thing, especially by maybe some college professors or. Uh, non-believing friends. So, quickly, you know, next few minutes, how would you like to respond to students who are dealing with that question? Yeah, I think um, this is a question that comes up a lot, and I think when you really boil it down, I think the biggest issue that some teenager students, even some adults, have with this question is they get asked a lot, of, a lot about the Old Testament and the things in the Old Testament that don't make a lot of sense. And so right. the first thing that I always want to say is there is not a different God of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Right. The Bible says there's only one God, right? right? And that's Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and, you know, 4 and 5. There's only one God, and we're to love that one God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so there is one consistent, true God. And so when they say, well, I see a God of, of justness or punishment in the Old Testament, a God of love in the New Testament, it's the same God. Mm-hmm. Um, God is both love and he is just. And so, you know, he would not be a very loving God if he allowed wickedness and evil to go unpunished. Right. right. And so what they might see in a story like Sodom and Gomorrah, where God rains down fire and burns up a city, you know, they might see a God that's being very wrathful. And, uh, and very angry, but in reality, what he's being is he's being a just God. Um, and many times in these stories in the Old Testament, um, the people that are being judged, they had months and years oftentimes oh, yeah. to turn and repent mm-hmm. of their wickedness and evilness. And in essence, what God is doing is he is finally getting to the point where he is saying, well, your evil deeds have to be punished to be a just God. Um, and so what I think we should remind our, our children and our students is that God is always a God of love. Mm-hmm. Um, even when you see stories in the Bible where it might seem like he's an angry God or he's a, a wrathful God, he's still doing that in a loving manner that provides justice when it comes to evil and wickedness. One of my favorite verses uh, in the Bible is 2 Peter 3, 9 where it says that uh, God is patient uh, toward us. Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 9, God is patient toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come right. to repentance. So even when you have 
um, you know, a story where there's a battle in, uh, over the city Jericho that maybe some of you have heard before where, um, you know, thousands of people lost their lives um, when the walls came tumbling down. There's, there's wars that took place where not even just the warriors died, but the entire tribe or the, the entire community. The whole community. Yeah. What is happening there is two things. One, God is uh, putting justice when there's been wickedness and evilness. Most, if not all, of these groups of people um, worshipped idols, sacrificed children, mm. did all sorts of evil, wicked uh, things that, again, a loving God would not allow to just go on. Um, but at the same time, God is being a God of faithfulness. He's keeping his promises. And so a lot of these wrathful, wicked things uh, that people want to put on God, what God is doing is he is fulfilling the promise that he made to give his people the promised land or to judge um, wickedness and evilness. And so today what we can see is that that same God that we see in the New Testament that was in the person of Jesus Christ that is loving and compassionate, that that is God. Yeah. Um, but when we read in the Old Testament some of these stories of war and, and death, um, what is happening is God's justice is uh, being poured out. And it reminds us today, um, it can remind our, our students that all of us deserve God's right. punishment. All of us deserve God's wrath. I mean, if, you know, if, if God was a, a, a true, you know, if, if he did what we deserved, we would all face right. Sodom and Gomorrah. We'd all face um, death. But thankfully, God is a God that does not rejoice in the death of the wicked, but provides a way for people to turn and repent. And so one of the things that I often like to do when that question comes up is point people to the story of Jonah. Right? Right. Because if you don't know, the story of Jonah is Jonah as a prophet of God, a messenger of God, was sent to an evil, wicked city, just like Jericho, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. And they had the opportunity to turn and repent of their wickedness, which means turn away, ask God to forgive them of their wickedness, and, and pray for God's mercy that yeah. he does not give them what they deserved. And, and if you don't know the story, the people did repent, they did turn, and what happened? God didn't pour out wrath and right. judgment on them. He gave them grace and he mercy. He gave them and grace and mercy. Yeah. yeah, just like he does to us today if we repent of our sins and and turn our faith and trust to him. So I, I believe that that opportunity was available to Sodom and Gomorrah, to the Amorites, to the Canaanites, to the Philistines, to right. everyone. Right. But those people chose to continue to rebel against God and perform evil, wicked deeds that ultimately deserved to be punished. And that punishment was either uh, doled out by God himself, or it was uh, doled out because of God's people um, attacking and, and uh, yeah. fighting. Those. And I think it's really important that the, the pattern has not changed. Uh, God's pattern is that he begins with forgiveness. He begins with the opportunity to respond to uh, your sin, to, be, to recognize it and respond to it, the, and then ask for forgiveness. But then if you do not, you know, eventually justice or, or his wrath, his punishment does come. And, you know, Jesus is, is the perfect example of, you know, even now as an individual, this is the gospel that we proclaim as Christians that while you have time, while you are still yet drawing breath in this life, you have the opportunity to respond to that same forgiveness, mm -hmm. that same compassion, but knowing that if you don't, this, this is the result. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, again, people want to equate 
loving God with with this warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. Whereas love, I mean, just like with parents, we love our children, but we discipline our children because we want what's best for them. Right. And so what might be seen as wrath or anger uh, is really just just love, Mm -hmm. you know, that God is is doling out hopefully what will turn, if not those people, future generations towards him. I mean, yeah, just imagine what it would be like if God just gave us whatever we wanted. Right. I mean, that would not be loving at all, just like us for our kids. Yeah. So Psalm 37, 27 through 29, God himself says, Turn away from evil and do good, so shall you dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are present forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. And so it's just a reminder that, yes, God loves us. He loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to, to endure a, a mm-hmm. wicked heinous death on the cross, but he did that because he loves us. He allowed his son to be sacrificed for our sins. And so what somebody from the outside might look at as a bloody, gruesome death was actually God's grace and mercy being doled out. And it's the same true in Genesis all the way to Revelation. Yeah. That if we put our faith and trust in Christ and turn away from our sins, we can avoid uh, the, the just punishment that we deserve and instead experience God's love. Yeah, and I love that, you know, even in the, in the Old Testament, God did pour out His wrath and justice on people. He still does that to this day because people reject Him. But in the New Testament, He did that too. Mm-hmm. Just instead of being poured out on the, on the characters of people that read in the New Testament, He poured it out on Christ. Mm-hmm. So that in that loving moment, we would have the chance to respond. And students, like, if you get that question, hey, respond to your friend with that way. Be like, no. God poured out that wrath and justice in the New Testament too. It was just on Jesus for your sake. And man, what a great you know, segue into the gospel and being able to talk about who Jesus is and how much He loves us. So anyways, thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. If you have any questions about Fruit Cove Baptist or her ministries, you can go to fruitcove.com. Uh, find out more about us. If you'd like to engage us here on the Parent Life Podcast, ask us questions or respond to some of the comments that you've heard today, you can email us at parentlife at fruitcove.com. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.